0: There's great power in a name. It says who we are. It's what we are known by to all those around us. And there's nothing so powerful as the name of the Lord God. In a world that often feels chaotic and fear-filled, God's name is the one to hold close. In this series on the names of God, CMC pastors will be sharing the importance and emphasis of each name and revealing how they meet the needs of our everyday circumstances and situations. Join lead pastor Tim Brooks in this series on the names of God. Well, what a great series this has been. What a, it's just been a great series learning these uh, names of God, um, come to understand God, to know Him in a deeper way. Uh, We opened this series by seeing two root words Elohim, used 2,570 times in the Bible, El, mighty, strong, prominent, Elohim, creative, all powerful, governing power. The second word is Jehovah. It's used 6,823 times. To be, to live a permanent existence, always has been, always will be. Those are our two root words. Turn to Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. In our introduction many, many weeks ago, we passed out a list of uh, over 80 names of God with Scripture references. Uh, I, I encourage you to continue this study uh, of the descriptive names of God. Uh, we passed out all of, so many of these names of the scripture references. It's just a great study to do on your own, to study the names of God, to, to learn the descriptive names of God because you come to know God in a clearer way. We've only looked at 10 of these. Adonai, he is Lord, owner. Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord, our provider. Jehovah Saba, the Lord our warrior. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Jehovah Makedesh, the Lord who sanctifies. Jehovah Rovi, the Lord who heals. Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord our righteousness. And El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 Hundreds of years before Jesus' birth on this earth, hundreds of years before, Isaiah writes, I mean, this was written, and these were in the scrolls. This was written way before Jesus was born. Isaiah writes, all right then, look, a virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Wow. Now, you, you can't just read this real fast and go over like you've heard that a jillion times in all the Christmas plays you've been to. You, you've got to understand that we've got 4,000 years of mankind's history on this earth with God not being with us. We just take that so for granted. God was up on a mountain and Moses would go up there and talk to him and come back down. God was in a burning bush and a voice would come out. We'd go hundreds of years and not hear from God. And God would speak through the voice of a prophet or God would come and speak through a voice of a donkey. But we did not experience, have, we didn't have the relationship God was not with us. And so when when Isaiah said a virgin is going to conceive a child, she's going to give birth to a son, and we're going to call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. Emmanuel. God with us. The wise men... In all the Christmas plays all over the world that's been going on for the last month. Those wise men were not looking for a baby in a manger. Those wise men were looking for God with us. You understand the impact of this and the urgency... They, get, they gave their life to studying and studying the Old Testament, studying the scrolls, studying the writings, studying the prophecies, studying, studying, studying this. And, and then the, the star and now how is this going to happen? God is going to come and be with us. This is huge. This is huge. And this was the impetus. This was the drive, the compelling force of the wise men to find God is going to be with us. So, Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from Uh, their sins all of this took place to fulfill what the lord had said through this prophet the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel God with us to save okay now get that to save us his people from their sins we're not going to have our sins covered We're not going to have our sins made atonement for by the blood of an animal, which was only a temporary thing. No, no, no. He's going to save us from our sins. God is going to come with us and and dwell with us and save us from our sins. And this is what the prophecy was all about. God with us. The essence of this historical event isn't the birth of a baby. There have been lots of babies born. The reason still today that the world knows December 25th is the fact that God became a baby. God became a baby. God was in a crib and God was with us. God was with us. We had access to God who was right here. Not up on a mountain. Not in a flaming fire. Not if anybody looked on his face, they would fall dead. The earth would open up and swallow them. Not that. God was going to be with us. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born... To us, a son is given. Once again, now we all, yeah, I've heard that my whole life. I've been to a in Christmas plays. They all have that verse. Wait, wait, wait. Read that again. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. A son is given. A son is given. See, the son being given tells us That the son existed before the child was born. Do you get that? See, a child is born, but the son is given. Okay, the son given. I got to have something before I can give it to you. So the son didn't come into being when Mary had this baby. The son was already into being. A child is born and the son is given. Now, are you getting what Isaiah is saying hundreds of years before Jesus comes? The virgin gave birth to a child, but the child existed before the virgin even became pregnant. Now, this is wild, folks. This is wild stuff right here. Therefore, the son was given. He was not born. A child was born, but the son was given. So the son was given. He wasn't born everybody got that? Go to Hebrews chapter 10. This is is big time heavy stuff. In Hebrews, we see a conversation between God the Father and God the Son, and they talk about Christ coming to earth as a man to do the Father's will. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5. That is why when Christ came into the world, he had said to God, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you've given me a body to offer. You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. See, these were offerings for sin. Then I said, Look, I've come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in the scriptures. Jesus came to forgive, them, not just for sin, there was a salvation from sin. Jesus came. Not only to do the Father's will, but also represent God the Father so that the world would know what it was like to have God with us. Thus the name Emmanuel. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Hebrews 1 3. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of him. Turn to John chapter one. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John chapter one, verse one. I want everybody to look at this. John chapter one, verse one. I want you to to understand this. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God. God. When was the word with God? From the very beginning. Everybody got that? From the very beginning. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. That's why we got all the lights on the trees. That's why all the lights are everywhere. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Now, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming Into the world. He came into the very world he created. He came into the very world he created. But the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people. And even they rejected him. But to all who believed him. And accepted him. He gave the right to become the children of God. They are reborn. Not with a physical birth. Resulting from human passion or plan. But a birth that comes from God. Verse 14. So the word became human. And made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory. The glory of the father's only one son. Now now you got to get the first 14 verses of John chapter 1. We start off with a baby being born in a manger, but we've got to understand this took place from the very beginning. In the beginning was the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among mankind. Jesus Emmanuel. Jesus is God with us. Jesus did not make his debut On that first Christmas morning in Bethlehem. He existed before creation. John chapter 1 verse 3. Through him all things were made. Genesis 1 26 says let us make man in our image. Who is us? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image. Yet Jesus could be thirsty. He was fully human. But Jesus could walk on water. He was fully divine. Jesus grew in knowledge and wisdom and favor with God and man. He was fully human, yet, Jesus knew what people were thinking. He was fully God. Jesus died an agonizing death on the cross. He was fully human. Yet in three days, he arose from the grave. He was fully God. You see the combination here that we see throughout Jesus' time. This is why everybody knows the date that we have picked out to celebrate Jesus' birth. No one, and we've been talking about this, no one will go to the post office and be surprised that it's closed on December 25th. Nobody will do that. We go to the post office all throughout the year and wonder what the vacation or holiday or what the date is. Nobody will go to the post office on December 25th and be surprised that it is closed. Why? Why? Why does, well, all religions are the same. All religions are basically the same. All religions will take us to God. Then why doesn't the whole world know Muhammad's birthday? I don't know. Why doesn't anybody know Joseph Smith's birthday? Why doesn't anybody know Reverend's Moon's birthday? Why do we not know Buddha's birthday? Now, I know a handful of people do, but the world doesn't. The whole world doesn't. But every town in America puts up lights down their main street. For this one birthday, there is no other... Here I'm challenging you there is no other explanation for that phenomenon except that God became flesh and is now with us you can't come up with another explanation Colossians 1 19 God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him John 1 18 no one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who himself is God, has made him known. How does God make himself known to us? Through Emmanuel, God with us. Through Emmanuel, God with us. Now, Tim, I, nobody can see God. I don't even know if God exists. Nobody can see God. D- don't, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. You can walk in a room and you can see love. You walk in a room and you can see hate. but you can see it. Don't you, say, you can walk in a room and see kindness. You can see kindness. You can See God is a spirit. He's not six foot two, brown hair, but see, God is a spiritual being. Well, I can't see that. Well, yes, you can. Don't tell me you can't see love. You can't see kindness. You can't see joy. You can't see happiness. You can't see goodness. You can't see justice. You can't see right. We can see. You can see. How do we see that? Through Emmanuel, God, with us. John 14, 9. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Now, I want to tell you, don't let anyone, don't, don't ever let anyone tell you there are many ways to God. There are many paths to God, and all religions are basically the same. Don't let anybody ever tell you that. Jesus is the complete revelation of God. That's why you can't go around Jesus to get to God. All the other world religions, they may have a good idea or two, or they may have helped one of your friends. Well, I know a friend, and it was really helped by this religion. I don't doubt that. Your friend might have been helped by another religion. But if you're going to God, John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way. He didn't say a way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Now get this, no one comes to the Father except through me. Well, Tim, that's just your religion. I, I'm just telling you what Jesus said. I, I'm, just, I'm just passing on what Jesus said to you. He said, In my religion, these aren't my words. No one comes to the Father but by me. That's what Jesus said. When Gabriel visited Mary, he told her to call the baby jesus because that name meant he would save his people from their sins jesus is the new testament equal if we of the old testament name joshua what meant salvation that was joshua's mission he is a type or a shadow of jesus in the new testament jesus has other names not literal names that we use in conversation, but descriptive names assigned to him that we're not gonna have time to get into. Isaiah 9, 6, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Descriptive names that tell us about God. Let me just tell you, at times I can give great counsel. I mean, I shock myself at how wise I can be. But there's a lot of times I'm not even close. I blow it. I don't have a clue, and I couldn't have told somebody the word. I mean, I couldn't have misled you any further. I just, I blew it. You catch me on a bad day, I really blew it. Jesus is the wonderful counselor. Now, why is he the wonderful counselor? Because his perspective is perfect. See, and, I, and, and this happens to me all the time. Well, Tim, I can't believe you did this or I can't believe you did that. Well, I wouldn't have done that either had now I knew what I knew. Don't come to me a month after the fact and question the decision. Based on what I was given, here was my decision. But now that I see what happened or the effects, or the, well, anybody, clearly, Anybody can make that decision. Now, y'all know what I'm talking about. Jesus' perspective, he sees then and now. So his counsel is always perfect. He is the wonderful counselor because he can see what's coming before it gets here. Therefore, he can give you the right counsel. Now, here's what I'm telling you. You need to seek counsel from from good godly people there's no question about that but who you better get your final answer from is the one who can see the beginning from the end that's who you better get your counsel from you better get your counsel from the lord jesus that is god with us he can see the beginning from the end and when he says i wouldn't do that you better take him for his word When he says you ought to go ahead and do that, regardless of how stupid it seems, regardless of how outlandish it is, you better do that. Because he can see down the road, and that's why we are to look to him to direct and to guide our life. He is the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. Lazarus, come forth. He is the mighty God. A few fish, and he feeds 5,000 men plus women plus children. He is the mighty God. He stands up on the boat and says, be still in the waves, just go calm. He is the mighty God. When you need wisdom in your life, God, what should I do? give me your direction should i invest in this should i buy this business should i not buy this business god i get counsel from all those around me but you direct me and you guide me because you can see the beginning from the end god lead me and direct me what should i do here god you are the mighty god you are the almighty god storms don't rock you the fact that we've got 5,000 folks out here and only two fish, that doesn't alter you. The fact that Lazarus has already been dead and is in the tomb, that doesn't bother you. I look to you. You're the mighty God. Jesus is the everlasting Father. No beginning, no end. He transcends all time. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, there is no place you can look And not see Jesus. He's everywhere. He's everything. He holds all things together. As the earth. And here's our picture. As the earth revolves around the S-U-N. Our lives have got to revolve around the S-O-N. He is the central figure. As the sun is the central figure Of our solar system, so the sun is the central figure of our life. He's the center of our existence. And we draw our strength from him and we draw our hold, like gravity that holds us. We draw that pull from him. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Philippians 4 7. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything that you can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ. As you live in Christ, he is your peace. We live in a world where you can find great peace sometimes, but you can find great unrest other times. If you look to the world for your peace... If you look to the economy for your peace, if you look to the stock market for your peace, if you look for our protection and safety for your peace, if you look to our military for your peace, I don't know what you're looking for for your peace, but it goes up and down and it gets very, very shaky. But when you experience him, he is your peace. You get your peace from him regardless of what the stock market is doing regardless of what's happening in your home in your family regardless of what the doctor's report is regardless of what has just happened to you you find your peace from him and not from your circumstances of your daily life he he is your peace not your checking account not your paycheck he is your peace since not enough to know about him if you want to experience abundant life you have to know him personally You have to know him personally. We live in a day of celebrities. We hold many people in high regard. We we pay a lot of money for a baseball that's signed by some player. We pay money for an autographed picture. We, We pay a lot of money for a guitar that somebody owned and played. We 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 pay a lot of money for a shirt that was signed by somebody. We we live in a day of celebrities, whether they sing or whether they act or whether they have athletic ability or whether they got wealth or but but here to me is is the proof of Jesus's divinity. Without any question or doubt in my mind, here, well, I wonder if this is all a fairy tale. I wonder if this is really a hoax. I wonder if this is just something people kind of got sucked into. Here is the proof to me of Jesus's divinity. That he was God in the flesh. He never wrote a song. Yet there are more songs written about him than any other person that's ever lived. He never wrote a book Yet there's been more books written about him and outsold every other person that books have ever been written about. He never traveled more than 300 miles from his home. Yet he is recognized on every corner of the earth. The world's calendar is set by Jesus' entrance into human history he's long been gone physically over 2,000 years he's been gone hey let me just tell you this I don't know if you know this or not but Elvis's popularity is down is falling down really quick I mean his popularity is just decreasing how long has it been since he died 45 50 years his popularity is going just give it another 150 years Elvis who what I was just thinking in my office a, a big moment in history was under the leadership of Ronald Reagan when the communist wall was torn I still got a vivid picture of watching that wall on TV and communism being opened the door the iron. I mean, y'all y'all know what I some of y'all know what I'm talking about that was a big big moment in the history of the whole world ask anybody 25 years old and under Probably most of them don't even know who Ronald Reagan was. Who is that Ronald McDonald? I mean, what did, did he start the McDonald's? Oh yeah, wasn't he? No, no. What? Wait, wasn't he one of the president? They have no vivid memory of his great leadership. Two thousand years later, we still have a vivid memory of what he said, what he did, things that he promoted. Things that he rejected. Jesus is the greatest celebrity to ever live. And there's not a close second. Yet he never lived in a castle. He was not a king. He was not born into wealth. He was a baby born in a barn. Born to poor parents. I mean, he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Here's what I'm telling you. I could go on and on and on. There's no possible way that any human could pull this off and still have the impact over 2,000 years after his death, the physical death on this earth. Still be having the life-changing impact on a daily basis worldwide. Every city in America stringing lights down Main Street if he was not Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God with us. The greatest skeptic in the world can't argue with those points. There there is no He has to be God with us. Being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. Philippians 2 9 Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that's above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's, it's just not a, it's not a second. that There's not zero, not, not a, even another option that's close to the celebration of December 25th, and that's just the date that we have chosen to celebrate the entrance of Emmanuel into this earth. Our family last night was at Silver Dollar City last night, and we saw 6.5 million lights that they put up up there. 6.5 million lights. We just can't seem to make our celebrations big enough. Over 2,000 years later, and we're putting up more lights this year than last year. Do you think about that? Wow, this is more lights than I've ever seen up. Wow, this is more lights and Garvin Gardens got more lights than they ever. Hot Springs got more lights up than we've ever heard. Instead of Elvis's death is really waning. Sorry for you, big fans. Sorry. It's just waning now. 2,000 years later, it's just, it, we, we just can't get it big enough. Let's just put up some more lights. We don't want one tree in our house. We want two. Two ain't enough. Let's just get seven or eight like my wife. We, we just can't seem to celebrate big enough 2,000 years later. There's no other explanation for that except for Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Think about that. I, I've been thinking about it all day. I mean, one generation, 50 years, just a couple of 100, 150, 200, 500 years. We're talking over 2,000 years and it's, it's real and alive and it does a lot has a life-changing effect in people's lives it washes people clean it gives them a brand new outlook on life it gives them a brand new start they they, how have i missed this my whole life I, i can't believe i've missed this my whole life you don't create that feeling you don't create that except with emmanuel god with us why do we celebrate like no other celebration There's no other explanation except the entrance of Emmanuel, God with us in this world. There are times in your life, I don't know, the mood you're in, the emotion you're in. Boy, we're an emotional society. Good grief. Everything is what we feel or touch or the emotion somebody hurt my feelings, or I don't agree with that, or this has overlooked me, or I've, we're just emotions. The mood you're in, the emotion you're in, and you feel like in that mood that God is, I just feel like God's not here. I just, I just feel like God's a million miles away from me. I don't know what mood you're in, God doesn't even care about me. I prayed and I prayed and He never answers me and I, God doesn't even know what I'm going through. How could God know what I'm going through? You know, the, that emotional stuff that we get into. In spite of all of that, in spite of all those moods and emotions, here's what you need to know. Isaiah told us about it hundreds of years before Jesus got here, in spite of your fickle emotion, in spite of your up and down, here's what I want you to know. Emmanuel, God is with you. Y'all stand. Lord, today as we continue into our celebration of Christmas and all of the lights and the parties and the goings and the comings and the food and all the parking lots that are jammed full of people looking at lights. And Lord, out of all of that, tonight, Lord, we wrap our minds around not a baby in a manger, but that we wrap around our minds around a son is given. And that you truly are Emmanuel, God with us. And Lord, as we celebrate the birth and the entrance of you into this world in the physical form, Lord, that it seals in our heart the fact that you became flesh and dwelt among us to save us from our sins. Tonight, Lord, with everything that we do in this next week, we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us each week for the CMC podcast. CMC has so much to offer. We host summer camps for all ages, a Christian school, K-4 through 12th grade, youth conferences, a college-age internship, and much more. Go to cmchurch.com for more information about all the great things CMC has for you.